John, how are you? Hey, what's going on? Wait, should I be sideways? Does that there you go. Sense? There it there is. There you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Everybody else was sideways, so I was like, <laughs> I can't so, be the only one. But... I know, right? So I, first, I want to say I apologize about the confusion, but glad you were able to join us tonight. No, it's it's all good. Um, I guess Hugo, my singer, might show up. Uh, okay. I, I don't know what time it is, but whatever. I, I think he nine, five. Is it 50 right now? I don't know. Either way, he should be in at some point. If not, hey, you got me. So Hey, no, but you know what? If he hops in and you're gone, we'll pull him in too. It doesn't matter. Cool. Um. So let's talk about Tantric. Um, you guys have been, and I'm not going to lie, even during the COVID time, you guys were nonstop. Yeah. And yeah. and you just finished up a tour with Smile Empty Soul. Yep. And then you're going back out at the beginning of 2023 with Smile Empty Soul. Mm -hmm. And we just happened to have you on one of those dates, which is the pre-party for our Rock in the Sound festival that we're doing. And the pre-party, I'm... I'm not gonna lie. I'm just excited for the pre-party as I am for the actual event because it's tantric smile, empty soul, awaken the giant and lines of loyalty. So yeah. you got, uh, three national bands and, and one trying to climb up there, uh, at one big pre-party, uh, and tickets are, are flying out the door for, for the pre-party. It's amazing. So walk me through, walk me through like the, the COVID part of it, how you guys stayed busy during that time. Uh, we just didn't stop, I guess. It's like, um, the band is small enough to be, you know, like we're not selling out stadiums, right? So it's not like a Nickelback where they had to cancel a full-on, you know, tour going into 2020. Um, so very much under the radar as far as like, we're not big enough so that we could tour, but we're also big enough to the point where it's like, uh, we still can go out and there's still go going to be a crowd there. We hit a lot of places that were like, we went to places in like Iowa where they were like, yeah, I mean, we've never really heard of COVID. So we just kind of like booked the show anyway. And we're like, yeah, all right, sick. This is great. And you could, have time, to Florida. you could have probably played the whole state of Florida that time. Oh yeah. Florida for sure. We did that. And then <laughs> we did, um, I, I, there were just a bunch of Midwest states that were kind of like, you know, there were some places that were like, yeah, if you guys could come in, wear the mask, do the thing and, you know, wash your hands and sick. And there were other places where like, yeah, do whatever's comfortable. So we just tried to adhere to whatever, you know, whatever protocol they wanted us to do. But it still allowed us to, to get out and work, you know. You, so, Kevin, you know what's cool about what he just said was I'm going to clip Chris Henderson saying in 2020 that the big bands were going to suffer and it was going to be the year of the guys that weren't at the arena level. If you remember. Oh, no, I do. I, I remember that. And it stuck out. It stuck out big time. And for you guys to be able to do that. And then in 2021, you guys released an album. Yeah. Um, now, I'm going to you've been with the band since 2017. No, I've I've been since 2020. Since, so okay, been, since 2020. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, but you you've been in other bands. You've seen some of the business. <laughs> of course, Tantric started in '99, I believe, or 2000, somewhere in there. And that they were part of that that last little push. What Jared likes to talk about of those those record deals, and they they had that, and now it's more into the independent type thing. You guys are on Cleopatra Records, I believe. And, um, so where, 
where do you guys sit from where it used to be to where it is now? Well, even so, the the Cleopatra thing was only a one album deal. I got you. Um, and you know, not to say, not to say much one way or the other, but we're looking for somebody else. So, um, you know, if you can assume what that means. Um, but the the thing is, is that labels don't really facilitate much anymore because, um, like, it, you probably can't see much of it, but like. You, you can have studios in your basement now, you know, and people are writing hit records in their basement without giant studio money. And people are um, self-producing and self-promoting on uh, a scope that nobody's seen before, just because of social media in the past, you know, 15 years. Um, it's just been able to allow bands to get out there that never had a voice unless they had a label. Um, so right now the shift is really big on like, okay, what can a label give us that we can't already do on our own? And if they can't really give us anything else, then what's the point? So right. yeah, it's kind of <clears throat> like it, the, the networking and the connections that a label has are awesome. You know, having a good PR company or somebody that's going to put out the record and put the money behind it. That's always awesome. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the thing is like, if they're not doing that, then what's the point? It's sort of like throwing your money out the window. Yeah, for sure. And it's like, the, the thing is, is that labels don't make as much money anyway, because nobody's physically buying records anymore. Um, so it's all based upon streams, which streams get you nothing. nothing. Um, so it's like, if it's not a cut of touring or it's not a cut of anything else then where's that money come from so um labels are apprehensive to put the money out there and and bands are apprehensive to take that money because just say somebody's giving you fifty thousand dollars to make a record that's not just free money so that's got to come from something um so yeah the the whole state of the industry has changed uh, a, a bunch but you know it's about reworking that and seeing seeing what's going to work for us absolutely I think too, in terms of social media promotion, you you get some bands that are really, really great at it. You get sure. one band member who's super active, who knows it like the back of their hand, knows how to work the system. And then what do you need the label to do that for you either? You don't. Yeah, for you know, sure. You can manage to sell your own tickets. You can manage to do your own merch. You don't need someone else to do that for you and then take a cut of it. Oh, that, that, well, that was the thing is that even with the newest record, um, they were charging us, I think it was somewhere around like $7 a physical copy of the CD so that then we could go out and sell it. So you like the band isn't just given like a thousand CDs to sell at merch. It's like, oh, so we're paying for that like we would if we just did it ourselves, you know? So um, right. you see a lot of bands that are taking the approach of um, creating their own label or doing things that are like solely crowd crowdfunded or just solely funded by themselves and then figuring out, all right, well, you know, if we can't do PR, like you were saying with, with um, social media, um, you can hire somebody to do that nowadays. And they're an expert at it and they can open up the back of Facebook ad manager and, you know, target that group of people that you need to target for your new record and did you need a label for it? No, you, you know, so that's the thing about labels is it's like, it's, it's a different shift. It's, it's a change in what they can give you that you can't already get yourself. 
I think in yeah, terms we, of management as well as a band manages itself, it sort of forces you in a position that you have to manage yourself and you have to do it effectively. Sure, for sure. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, you know, in a way, if you don't want to hire anybody else to do it, like we run our own social media, for example. So if I'm not on top of that, as well as my other jobs of not only just being a drummer and having to facilitate the music side of the band, right? We have to also be, you know, we have to be PR and we have to be social media and we have to, you know, make our, you know, what was crazy was when the album came out, um, they, they rolled it out and the day of they were asking us for flyers and poster promotions that they could post on social media. And we're like, wait a second, weren't you supposed to be wow. the to give that to us? So I was like sending them over things that I had made for social media promotion <laughs> so that they could then use it. I'm like, then what the heck was that? Like, yeah. just, it was nuts. It, it's, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, you graphic designer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I have to be a graphic designer now and I got to make all my own merch or whatever. You know, it's it's nuts. We've talked we've talked about that on the show a few times, the like democratization that social media has you know, given bands, it's both a good thing and a bad thing because you have to wear so many hats nowadays. And the counter argument to that one that really rings with me is like, it kind of pulls you away from being an artist. You know, you can't be like in the, the heyday of the eighties with Motley Crue and just partying and only being the musician. You have to be all of the things, the PR guy, the graphics guy, keep it all in house. But at the end of the day, at least you own your music when you do that. Right. And there are a lot of bands out there right now who are doing a great job of it. Just like in our hometown, Kevin, you can uh, second this, I would think envision one of the bands that we've been, you know, a part of since the beginning. Um, they're doing a great job of creating these, you know, some are silly. Most all of them are silly campaigns that are, tied to their songs i mean they even uh their singer fell on a stage monitor the other night and they have <laughs> taken that for a social media ride like creating yeah. memes and tiktoks where people are now duetting with him falling on the monitor something that you might try to hide or be embarrassed of they've like gotten so much attention out of it and that's the cool thing to me to see nowadays it makes me think they did that on purpose now by the way no he <laughs> yeah. didn't he did not do that on purpose it, no but you mm. are right and to to <clears> take to another uh to take the conversation in another direction like you're talking about bands almost becoming comedians and, and like laughing at themselves we've done that a bunch and so we started a patreon page uh last year um or maybe beginning of this year whenever it was and um it's all just jokes like it's just straight humor like me and and my singer hugo we we made a whole video of us playing the game guess who and like made it like super, we put it for money, right? So like we each bet a dollar and we made a whole video of like how stupid it was because we were traveling from one venue to the other and um, had that downtime. But we turned into like comedians now where we get on social media and the posts that do the best aren't necessarily the ones that are like the serious rock and roll guy. Like, hey, it's the guitar player, you know, showing how cool he is. It's like, no, it's the guitar player looking like an idiot for a second and, you know, showing that off. It's it's a whole different world. People want to see, you know, relatable content nowadays, things that they can laugh at. 
Look at the comments blowing up just about that. What I was talking about, like it's 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 real. It it really is. But another band to to kind of dovetail off of what you're talking about. Another band that we've had on the show who does a great job of it is Sepsis. If you haven't heard of them, go look it up. But they even talk about how multi platforms they're different. they give you different experiences, right? So on their Twitch channel, it almost is never about their music. I, they do cooking classes and just like therapy talks or whatever. You could go back and look at the interview that we did with them, but it's different on Twitch than it is on Instagram, than it is on YouTube, than it is on Spotify, right? They, they give yeah. you a different piece of themselves on every social platform. I think that's pretty badass too. Yeah, for sure. And that's the thing. You're just like, it's kind of like the age of, trying things and see what sticks and you know it's not necessarily all music based it's like you know you're selling a personality just like you would you know when a band was selling a record right like you know you show in the cover art your personality um and when you're on stage you know that's your personality but now people see it 24 7 so it's like a different way of approaching all right well what can we show these people that they don't already see um right yeah, it's it's a whole it's a whole different game. It's a whole different game than what it used to be for sure. Well, that makes you more relatable. That doing that, it gives the fans and the band more of a connection together because they get to see like you guys as human beings. Correct. Right. I think it's I think it's great for them to just you know have that connection with you and see like you know the different parts of bands' lives other than the music. Right. Right. So I have to I have to say that. I'm I'm sitting there watching the comments. I think Jared, we've officially made it. We got a comment on YouTube. I got. A, I'm gonna put it up. You ready? Yeah. <laughs> we've, officially, we've officially made it. We got spammed on YouTube. All right. <laughs> you know what's funny, Kevin? I'm on my phone doing this, and, and while we were having that discussion, I got one of them. Uh, random phone numbers that I don't know. Hey, how are you with the heart and the thing text message? So we're getting spammed to death. So that's great. I I had that happen to me on my phone one night. We were sitting on the front porch. I just gave it to Brandy and I let Brandy talk to him. Yeah. That conversation was hilarious. Oh my God. So anyway, so um, what I'd like to do right now, before, before we go talk anymore, I would like to play uh, living here without you, the video. Sure. Um, And then we can chat about that a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, So, here we go. This is Tantric. I'm hoping I'm pressing the right button. It's living here without you. It's off their latest album and you're watching the sound. All right. Tantric and their song living here without you. And you know, there's, there's small things that happen in in life for me and I'm not going to lie. I'm a huge Tantric fan. Always have been from, because they came out when I was working in rock radio and it was just one of those things. And I was able to book them one time at Guitars and Cadillacs in the Iberville, Mississippi. Um, I've seen them play all over the United States when I've been able to travel. So this is kind of exciting for me because Hugo is now with us. I am. Uh, there he is. <laughs> I was jamming to my own video. I was like, is that? I was like, yeah. yeah it, was, it, was, it was funny because I was watching and then I saw you pop in and the video was on and it was kind of like your face. Good was hair of, day. Oh, wow, Good here hair we day. go. So how are you, Hugo? I'm doing great, man. How are you guys doing? You know, just uh, sitting here, just saving kittens from a tree, helping old ladies walk the street, you know? That's the way to do it. <laughs> that's man. what I do. I, that's that's the roll. way, man. Yeah. That is the way. A lot of people don't know so, that. Yeah. <laughs> so we were talking to uh, John about 
uh, tantric and yeah. staying alive through the, the, the pandemic and touring and still playing, being able to play some shows and stuff like that. And you guys are coming out and you're, you're playing our pre-party to our festival, which I told John we we're more, I'm just as excited about the pre-party as I am the festival, but I'm yeah, not going to lie. The last time that I've saw you guys live. Yeah. This, Hugo, you may, you may not even remember. It was a small little bar in Mandeville, Louisiana. Yeah. And some friends of mine in Baden opened up the show for you guys. Baden, Baden. I love Baden. Yeah, but that's it. That's a lot. Because when I no, booked yeah, you guys to play in. That was in, probably in 2000 and I want to say eight-ish. Yeah. Or, or maybe before that. So let me just assure you that we are better than ever. Because we've had all those years to practice, man. Right. <laughs> yeah. So we were talking, we asked John, what, what is, what do you think the major difference is from when you started Tantric in 99, 2000 to where it is 2022, as far as Man. the music business goes? I mean, is, is there a music business really? <laughs> I, I don't even think there is. I, 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 I certainly if there was the business part of it involved, I, I wouldn't know about it because I, 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 luckily I've always played music for the reason of, uh, of of loving what I do and that being like a service, you know, I, I music makes people happy and 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 definitely my own experiences in life when put into music help other people relate with it and 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 you know it's got multiple benefits obviously so I do it like that but the music business sucks uh, in in general uh, right now but you know what I was I was fortunate enough and we were fortunate enough to have started when it wasn't so bad. Uh, and I, I'm not gonna say it's all bad. There's there are parts of it that actually are better now, but but I was fortunate enough to to make a, a good impact in a way that that it has allowed me a career, you know? But certainly without the perseverance and just, you know, I'm just too dumb to know I can't do it. You know, like I, I, we just love doing what we do and, uh, you know, we we adapt you know like during covid man we were we were just like okay well this is our only gig this is what we do and, and we're definitely not like a metallica we can do a gig every now and then and 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 make you know so i mean we, and we were creative man we played any place we're just like yo you want me to play your basement <laughs> got it <laughs> but uh you know so man i guess we're fortunate uh to i'm definitely fortunate to have a lot, a lot of great guys in my band that are just like Man, you know they—they're doing it for the right reasons. They don't complain too much, uh, and if they do, it's about me, and I'm not there, so it's fine. <laughs> um, and uh, and they work hard, and and they also strive to be better players, and you know, because you know, to me, I grew up in a time period where, where like, you know, you used to see bands, and you'd be like, man, that guitar player can, man, he can really execute that, or that's a great vocalist, and and now it's it's kind of like whatever and uh, there's music out there that's very popular that requires very little skill to to execute and vice you know uh, and so I, i'm proud of my guys you know they their ability to execute and, and play consistently and and really do the the things that that separates the professionals from the from the people that are not is that so blessings to everyone and now we have this I think it's great. So, John, <laughs> John you never complain about Hugo, do you? Never. Not even <laughs> one. 
<laughs> like you only John is like the nicest guy in the band, you know, like Jesus loves him more than anybody else. But but like the only time Jesus gets mad at him is when he's like, right, Hugo. No. <laughs> John is actually a very uh kind and uh great friend that I value very much aside from the musical ability that he has at, I mean because John started you know 22 I mean that's just you know a little he's a little you know youngster and and you know he's come such a long way as as all the other guys you know but I think we tore uh, my booking agents told me that we were the number one most booked band for years consecutively because we're just like well I don't have a girlfriend you guys want to just keep on playing <laughs> so like you know Road Eric, warriors, dude. Y'all are road warriors. I love it. That's yeah. It. Right. yeah. Well, I can tell you, we, we are super excited to have you guys uh, coming down March 17th uh, yeah. and playing our, our pre-party. But I will have to make one request, and I think it's far enough out you guys might be able to make it happen. Yeah. But if I'm going to see you guys live, Love Song has to be one of the ones played. No problem. <laughs> we, we also pride ourselves. That in song has helped me get through so many freaking breakups, and I hate this I girl and all Well, that. you know what? I, I As you guys, if you're, if you're a Tantric fan, you'll know that like I'm the king of sappy ballads about girls who broke my heart. But, I mean, like, I literally attract the worst girlfriends ever. <laughs> like, I should be on Maury. But, uh, <laughs> but here's the thing. Except for, you know, some of them, you know, it might have been my fault. But but the thing is, like, I was like, man, another freaking love song. Here it goes. And I, and I stopped and I refused to, like, succumb to the the backward skate, couple skate song that I that I wanted to write. And I wrote that one. But I'm glad. It's, it's kind of a tongue-in-cheek and it's fun. A lot of people like it. I, I love that damn song. Yeah, it's funny. I think every year that's one, one, one of my most played on Spotify. <laughs> oh, that's awesome you know it's it, it's funny because it it's you know like you know when people say you know hey i'm happy for you really i'm so happy for you i'm so bleh. <laughs> you know? they're like it's just a thing they're like you know is anybody really happy for their ex you know i'm i'm, I'm, I'm great so, so we, she dumped me and now she's in the sky you know apparently he's like a he's worth like a couple billion dollars and uh <laughs> They got a dog. They got the dog that I wanted. <laughs> so that's everybody's homework tonight. If you haven't listened to it, go find Love Song on Spotify and listen to it. Yes, yes. So you'll love it. I promise. I promise. Okay. Yeah. I look forward it, to I, it hearing it. No worries. Do you think? I, I think that the next record that we do, I'm just gonna like just say a swear on every song because I feel like if you just like I don't know if it's coincidental, but like. Uh, do you ever notice that songs with swears in them always do well? They do. They I do. Mean, people feel like, it. People it's feel like it. All of the adults in America are sitting around going, "Holy shit, he said the f word!" <laughs> Hell not yeah! <laughs> we're not surprised. <laughs> but it's really like that. It's just like we're all little kids pretending to be grownups here. And uh, right. And uh, agreed. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that, I don't think there's a real grown up out there. I think they're just all different levels of of uh, of uh, fooling everyone. But once you just say, "Hey, guess what? I'm gonna fart and swear," it's all out the window. Yep, yep. Uh, Hugo shows his true hey, intellect. Jared? <laughs> Remember that signal, Jared? <laughs> the signal is, you know, we do a live show, and so we have to clip some stuff to to re air. Right. 
Right. I do this and Jared knows, okay, we have to clip that section. So right. the, your explanation of that is going to be clipped for, for the TikTokers of the world. Right. Yeah, here go farts and swears. Right, right. Yes. <laughs> you can't say fart or swear. Well, you know, guys, but like I figured, like it, you know, like you, now there's words you can't say that were part of our like normal conversational thing when we were, when we were kids. And I feel like you know there should be like a like a grandfather clause, you know, because like you know when you grow up, you know, and I'm not saying. Uh-oh. What is uh-huh. he saying? Is the question. <laughs> let's let's uh, hold on. Yeah, caption this, folks. <laughs> Get in yeah. your best hashtags. Come on, let's see him. Boys, load ah, up the comments. There he is. He's oh. back. Oh, I guess you guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got it. I'll, I'll, I'll stay away from that subject. You guys could have just. <laughs> Probably for right. the best. So no Jesus talk, no, no words. Yeah. But like, yeah. I love no, because I always say this whole thing. <laughs> I guess it doesn't really matter because there's really no shock value to anything I say anymore. And, you know, and, and I'll say that there's not a lot of shock value left in the world. Yeah. As, as no. fact, so, somewhere, somewhere, right right now, way, so. it's been done. Yeah. So, Got to find something new. Posted his junk on Instagram. Well, posted his junk on Instagram and that sort of was that. Yeah. I saw, I no. saw, I saw Tommy. Are you talking about Tommy Lee? Yeah. I am. <laughs> oh, he's going again. Yeah. He's proud again. His phone is the most broken iPhone I've ever seen. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Seven. Three. <laughs> the bill here is like my like my credit card like declined. Wi-Fi didn't yeah. pay this month. <laughs> you can't pay. You can't pay the Wi-Fi with it with like what, the EBT card. What's that? The <laughs> iPhone five? Where you rocking nowadays? The iPhone four? I mean. <laughs> So what? I mean, <laughs> so you know, burn up, you burn up all the Boost Mobile minutes. <laughs> yeah, I look like I'm like. It looks like I'm about to be like. They've got me, and uh, they said that they they just need like unmarked bills, <laughs> and they'll let me go. Doing that, doing that ransom video. I would, I you know, I could ransom myself off. We often talk about doing a, a tantric cover band, like a tribute band, because tribute bands make a lot of money. They do. Like, we should do like a tantric tribute band. But it's all of you guys but that I'll be tantric. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you a funny story about that if you guys want to hear a little funny story. Once me and Kid Rock and uh I think it was uh and Jack Black, uh we were all touring together, right? And uh you know after that uh we, we went to this like adjacent bar and there's like it's like a karaoke bar you know and like all of them were just like yo man uh why don't you go up there and do breakdown breakdown was like number one song in the world or in the country or whatever and i was like man i'm not going up there that's like totally taboo and then like you know they started throwing 20s and i'm like i'll do anything for a couple of 20s you know what i'm saying <laughs> you know i'm just like that you know like you know yeah. help you around the house whatever it is you know but uh, anyways, I go up there. I'm like, okay, all right. There was a significant amount of money on the table. I went up there, touched my hair under, and I, you know, I sang the song. And then like the host of the of the karaoke, and like the owner of the venue, who came up to me and he's like, "Man, you know, really, really good, really good." But here, here's where you could have, you know, you almost nailed it. And then he like proceeds to like teach me how to sing <laughs> breakdown. <laughs> 
I just like, you just like, how he does it, how he really does it, it's like, no one else is living this way. And he's like, <laughs> singing this thing. And I'm just like, I don't even know what to think. And I'm just like, because I'm pretty sure I sound true to form. Right? And I'm like, am I Hugo? <laughs> I, I'm Hugo. Yeah. And that's where the whole, like, who's Hugo? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Is this happening? <laughs> All right. Nice. I, my question is, did you have to read the teleprompter or did you, was you able to? Ironically, <laughs> I, you can't, like, I do read the teleprompter, but I think, uh, I only know really, I, I've never been in a cover band my whole life. So like, I don't really know other people's words to their lyrics, you know, except for like the, the two go-to songs that I sing on uh, karaoke. Purple Rain. Purple Rain being one of them. Yeah. I do basically if Fat Albert sang Purple Rain. <laughs> yeah. Really? Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. Both. Prince. It's on YouTube, guys, and it's fantastic. So then, wait, so uh, what's know, the other one? Uh, I do a little Sinatra, you know, like a... Fly <laughs> me to the moon. Uh -huh. Nice. Okay. And just a couple of notes there. You know, a couple of notes. But okay. yeah, I, I'm gonna... Actually, the funny thing is... I used to, you know, I'm from Detroit. At least, you know, a big chunk of my life is from Detroit. And uh, when I was a young teenager, I used to go to this place. I lived in Royal Oak, and I used to go to this place called Bob and Rob's, okay? And it was like this bar that hadn't been changed. It looked like it was time warp. And I, it, I befriended the old man that worked there. And the old man only had five customers that went there every day, and then me, right? And he would have a karaoke setup, and you know, I learned a lot how to sing. Like, by he would show me how to take use my deep voice in in a way, and then I learned a lot from him. And then I'd go to this other place called the Music Menu Cafe, which was like this blues bar where any given time there'd be like, you know, Aretha Franklin would be there, or these blues legends that are from the you know from the area. And so that that was like you know, mine. So I'd be doing my homework and and. Uh, and and like learning how to sing, so yeah, yeah. Hopefully, I'll get a residency in Vegas. I, I had a uh, I had a cousin who would go to uh, a local karaoke bar back in like the early two thousands, and it was an older crowd. And he would do songs like Elton John, but in the yeah. style of like Chino Marino. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, would get, he would get kicked out every time. He got banned from the bar. It was amazing. I like going to karaoke <laughs> bars because the the thing is, like there's some fun that happens there because like the, the people that go there, they're the regulars, like that shit is hardcore serious to them. You know what I'm saying? And they're like, you know, like it's almost like a bowling league, you know it's like? They yeah. go in there and they have their song rehearsed, you know, our good friend, Jeff Tansky, you know, he, he's, he's one of those guys. And you know, they're like, Hey, what are you going to do this week? You're going to go with that one. Yeah. Yeah. You got this man. You got it. It's like they're pumping each other up, but every now and then there'll just be like some, there he goes. Oh, uh, we lost him again. <laughs> no, but the, the bar that y'all are going to be playing at for the pre-party does a $10,000, right, Kevin? A $10,000 uh, karaoke contest. Karaoke contest, yeah. They just wrapped it up for this year, but yeah, $10,000. Man, so, you guys just told me about this a little bit late because I would have just been like, I don't know what's right there. <laughs> <laughs> and then John, one of you guys would have been like, you, you're all right, oh, close. You're so close. You're so close, so dude, yeah. They're so yeah, close. Yeah, Well. Yeah. Y'all killed enough time for me. 
Hold Thank on you. one second. Here it is. Here we go. One, two, three, four. Right there, you know, there's barely any playback too. What, why is that not in the set list, man? Dude, that's legit. You know what? I don't know, but everybody knows me to sing the Purple Rain. I'm the Purple Rain King. <laughs> the best. Yeah. But yeah, it was we, funny, need, we need at least a couple bars of that on the 17th, man. For real. You know what? I can do it if the boys just learned it. You know. Dude, we'll just I, stack the 20s up, Kevin. We'll get this we'll get the 20 stacked up. He'll do he already said he'll do it. Got it. Got I mean, it. it doesn't have the 20s. Like I, I, I work for you know what I'm saying? You got, an old, you, got a, you got a newer phone than an iPhone 4, then I'm I'm in. <laughs> Whatever. Well, I hope y'all I hope y'all are uh, I hope y'all are ready to party, man, because it's an intimate little uh, venue there. And if the weather is cool, it's gonna be outdoors, yeah. it's gonna be Listen, fun. You know what? I I uh I, I don't care really where we play. Yep. We lost iPhone him again. Four is in action. Always on the wrong part. That's right. <laughs> it's all, it's always like a movie cliffhanger every time he disappears. There he is. I feel like I got that like Cinemax where you can only watch 10 seconds at a time. But uh, yeah, we, we love playing wherever it is. As long as we got it, we got it. We've got proper speakers, you know. Not somebody's home speakers, and we got the great people there to watch us. We'll do our thing. Yeah, well, you'll, have, you'll definitely have the sound system. And Kevin already said the tickets are selling. We're, I mean, we are five months out, and we're already over a hundred pre-sold. So, and Biloxi's not a pre-sale market. So to even say nope. that, right? It, it's well, it's going to be a sold-out show. So I my mom that. Must be going. She's like, I'm going to buy all the tickets. <laughs> 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 She's so sweet. She would probably do that. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we appreciate you so much and can't we, wait to see you guys in March, man. Go yeah, looking forward to meeting you guys. Thank yeah, you, see you in March. Can't wait. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning into the show. We really appreciate the support. If you want to stay up to date with all the things we're doing here at The Sound, be sure to download our free radio app. It's in the App Store or Google Play. Just type in The Sound 228. It'll come right up. Download it on your phone. Listen to all the killer new music that Kevin and I are trying to promote to the masses. You can stay up to date with all of our social media platforms like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and you can also download the episodes of the podcast and the Homegrown Show all right there inside of the app. Go download it now. You won't be disappointed. And once again, we are the sound. We are New Rock.